radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Good work by Carlson. Look at him skate. Passes. Score. Get found in unlikely places A little presumption's all you need To end up empty Who really says they hope they'll meet the one For the first time at a bar drinking early Easy enough to say, man, I'm done And then I hear them say, oh honey Sunday, October 13th. Uh, this is the Laced Up Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, coming out to you a day early, kind of. Well, 12 hours. Sure. Yeah. You, I mean, uh, it all depends when you listen to this. That's true. It's all relative to you, I guess. <laughs> like, maybe you're listening to this on Wednesday and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I wouldn't, but... Yeah, it's uh, definitely a podcast better uh, listened to fresher. Fresher? Closer to the time of death. What? Speaking of uh, fresher, mm-hmm. uh, you would like to talk about a uh, 10-year-old TV show. Yeah, I'm Brutes Battaglia from the North Side, by the way. Um, yeah, I, well, I've been watching Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was in a very different place when I was watching it last week. I gotta tell you, I really, really like the show still. Really a big fan. But but here's my problem, is in season four, January Jones, who plays uh, Betty Draper, is is kind of the driving force. Like, she's the relatable character. She's the one you cheer for. Like, I don't want to spoil it for people, but you root for Don, but Don's an asshole. And... You know, you kind of root for her more than him because she's done nothing wrong. Uh, and then season four comes around. And she might be, uh, be, like, now my least favorite character in television history. She is a pain in the ass. She's got to go. Wow. Yeah, I don't cheer for her anymore. She's a bitch. That, uh, that escalated pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't like her anymore. Huh. I will say this. Uh, January Jones, who plays Betty Draper, uh, is, is um, uh, I'm in love with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as someone that's never seen the show, mm-hmm. it's it's good to have that character growth. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, fucking spoiler alerts here, and we're going to get to more Breaking Bad in a second, but it kind of reminds me of Skylar White. <laughs> you know how, like, you know what I mean? First couple seasons, you're like, eh, she's fine. And then she she is not fine. No. But she, like, th- that's a funny thing, too. Like, she is also... In the right way more than Walter is in a way. But you root for Walter because he's the main character. For sure. Same thing like Mad Men gives 
Betty Draper more of a role, if that makes sense. Like, Betty Draper is, you know, kind of like the main character too. Like, she kind of shares it. So, you know, it's not, I don't know. You root for her the first few seasons. I'll give her that because that, she was the best. Okay. And now she's dead to me. Well, that's... I, I guess all characters are created to die eventually. In our hearts. Really? Um... I don't know, but speaking like of, I don't, I don't like. Yeah, you you seem to have this obsession where everyone needs to die at the end of the show for there to be closure. Well, you know, things can just continue existing in our minds. I don't know. About, know? I don't know about die, but like, especially we had with, we had this debate last season about how TV yeah. shows should end, and you're like, why didn't they show Tony Soprano getting killed? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then you just kept going off about like, well, this person should have died, and they should have killed House, and it's like. Yeah, these people can live, you know. Even though they're fictional, doesn't mean we should just kill every fake person that we have the opportunity to do, you know? Well, this is Grand Theft Auto. Without beating a dead horse or a, a dead TV character. Um, nice. I don't know. I just, I think that if the show's about one person, then it should begin and end with that person. And if okay. it's going to end, then so should they. Okay. Like House. Okay. But like, But like the Brady Bunch. I'm not saying... The Brady Bunch all have to die at the end of the Brady wow. Bunch. Wow. Because there's more than one person we're, we're caring about. So, like, Grandma Brady could have died, but the rest of them, that's fine. They can all move on. I would have enjoyed Little House on the Prairie a lot more if they all just got killed at the end. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something about Anna Green Gables, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Does the littlest hobo die? Oh, Multiple times, but no one tells you that because they use different dogs. Oh, but like in the show, like how does the littlest oh. hobo end? Like considering that the show outlasted the life lifespan of three different dogs, I'm hoping that's kind of fucked. I'm, eh? I'm hoping the hobo died. Like, shouldn't it have just been like a seven season thing? And it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, you know who who's at home thinking like, oh, this dog lived for twenty years. Yeah, still agile and quick and saving yeah. people. And don't worry, people at home. Uh... The littlest hobo is still alive, I'm sure. Fuck you, Lassie. Um, speaking of, of dead TV characters, um, Walter White. Yeah. Kind of back in the news. Breaking yeah. Bad. Well, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, El Camino. It's why, a, um, why, why was it called El Camino? Oh, you'll see. Is that a, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an homage to Jesse Pinkman. Who was, I think, the character you related to and cheered for the most in Breaking Bad. Um, although I didn't necessarily think that at the time, looking back on the show, you know. Related uh, to. Um, yes, I too have started up making meth in my basement. Um, with my high school science teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it's got a bit of a Back to the Future vibe in a way. Like when you really like boil it down. Yeah. Oh, you know, he starts... Cooking crystal meth, you know, with his high school science teacher. Oh, so like, you know, like, what, they're like family friends or something? No. No, they're not even similar types of people. Like, they have no reason to know each other at all if it weren't for school. But they're going to start selling meth because, you know, Walter has cancer. (laughs) And Jesse needs the money. And Jesse likes selling meth. Yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, it's it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I think people need to go into it with the idea of it being more of like a tribute to the series rather than it being like 
episodes 63 and 64, you know? Okay. Like, it's, it's to me it's perfect as a Breaking Bad fan, because I think that was the only thing at the end of the series where I was like, okay, but we need to know what happens. Like, he, he you know, he, 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 I'm not, well, spoiler alert, like, he, when he drives off in the car at the end of the finale, you know, you assume that this is, like, Jesse being freed, but it's like, well, but... But he'll be the most wanted man in America. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, how does he get away and everything? So, it's a good movie. There's a lot of timelines overlapping. Like, things that would have happened during the show. Mm. That kind of, you know what I mean? Like, lots of clips. I will say, it jumps back and forth between, like, um, flashbacks and, like, real time in the way that, like, a Tarantino movie would. Like, it's just, like, the flat. there's almost no rhyme or reason to some of the flashbacks in a way. Um, but it's, but it's good. I really enjoyed it. It ended exactly how I wanted it to end. Um, and I'm happy with it. And I, I think at this point, I am very content in saying I'm fine if we don't do any more Breaking Bad sequels. If they want to do prequels or something else, like whatever, like I, I don't mind still trying to expand this brand for what they can, like whatever they want to do. But, uh, I, I, I think, I think we're good. Because between that and Better Call Saul, I think that's I think they've covered everything perfectly so far. Did we get any uh, Saul Goodman in, in El Camino? Saul Goodman is one of the main characters that is not in the film. Okay. Um, there, there is no yeah. Again, like I've already spoiled enough. There is no Saul Goodman, and there is no uh, white family mm. other than Walter. Okay. But I was not expecting Brian Cranston at all, and. The moment that they introduce him is fucking incredible. Like, the way they do it, it's like, they didn't need to put him in, but you knew they put him in in that moment because it's like, fuck you, here's Walter White. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. He's in it for maybe two minutes, but it, it is so you need- perfect two yeah. minutes. No, then that's the thing. Like, I didn't want him to be in the whole thing. Like, you know, we've already told his story. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my whole point. You know what I mean? His story's been told. So I was really happy with the way they did it. I think... Like, I would imagine he ends up in Better Call Saul uh, toward the end, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, with all the uh, streaming services. Rest sites, in peace, Robert Forrester, I must say, too. Oh, yes, uh, true. Who, who is in El Camino and is fucking brilliant in El Camino, passed away uh, on Friday. He is uh, one of my favorite supporting actors of all time. Um, he was great in The Descendants. Awesome in Jackie Brown. Nominated for Academy Award for that, so... Rest in peace for to sure. Robert Forrester. Yeah, I, I just slipped my mind there for sure. But yeah, wild uh, a day after the film comes out and uh, you lose one of the actors. Uh, pretty tough. But uh, what I was going to say was <clears throat> with all the um, different platforms of streaming services now available, you know, you got your Amazon Primes, you got your, your Craves, your Netflix. Is this a commercial? <laughs> you got your Portugal Radio. Um, <clears throat> do, do you think. Located in the balmy <laughs> metropolis of. What's a city in Portugal? <laughs> Lisbon, Portugal. Lisbon. Yeah, that's the only one I can think yeah. of, too. Fuck. Um, do you think there's, like, are there other shows that you'd like to see this kind of treatment given with, with these services so, now out there? So here's another thing I will say, though, uh, is I'm not I'm not necessarily a fan of shows that do this. And I, I, I am always real reserved on the idea of it. And I don't know, man. Like, like, Vince Gilligan fucking nailed it, which, like, you know. 
shock shocking that Vince Gilligan made more good decisions related to his directing, you know? Mm. But like um I, I don't know if there really is one necessarily. At least not one that comes to mind. Like do you have do you have one? Not, like not. I, I would be I would be super down. Like it wouldn't go as well, but like you, you I'd be fine if they did something else with the office. Hmm. I'd be fine if they did something else with Seinfeld. But you know, I'm not expecting anything there. I think the office one's a little more realistic. But I think from a writing standpoint, it, it'd be kind of hard to make that organic. So, I mean, I'd be interested to see if they did, like, a 10-year reunion thing right. in a few years. And they're like, you know, again, fucking spoiler alert here. Uh, like, the way The Office ends, I know you don't really watch it. But at the end of the series, they, they explain why they've been making the documentary. And, like, the, you know, the documentary gets released kind of thing. And then they have, like, a uh, a big meet and greet with the cast of the office movie kind of thing and like you know what i mean so like they do that organically but like if they had like a 10-year reunion where they got all the office workers back together for like a 10-year reunion of the releasing of you know sure the fictional film that they made from the office kind of thing yeah you know hmm. like they could do that i guess but short of that i don't know how the how else they would do it yeah i think they could do that though i like the I like there's the, enough demand too i like the potential that's there because you're right like something like Something like Seinfeld, where you've you've got well, why why are we doing it right? Yeah, like, um, but you know, like The Sopranos. Yeah, you, you talk about how you know Tony dies at the end, and he, but you're right, like he is just one cog in the family. Yeah, probably the most important, but you know, there's other people involved. There's other stories to be told, and well, like don't get me wrong, I would, I would, I fucking would be down for more Sopranos related content. The issue would be. Because this ending to that is so sensitive and interpretive, like it's if you made, if yeah, you made a movie about difficult. about his wife and where she's at now, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't really do that without mentioning where is Tony. You know what I mean? And you can't so, even you can't even have your two minutes of Walter White because James right, Gandolfini's he's, gone. He's passed away, yeah. So and, like, there, there's yeah. probably no like, there's no way to do that one. And I don't think that I don't think that's one I would ever want to see. Like I don't mm. want to see. They've talked about maybe doing that as well, but like prequels or you know what I mean, sequels unrelated to Tony. Um, but you would have to be characters that are very distanced from Tony, and that's real tough to do in the first place. Considering a lot, again, spoiler alert: uh, a lot of the main characters do die, <laughs> so there's not yeah. really you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know we're all holding out for uh, six seasons in a movie of Community. Oh, um, oh, there might be something there. Oh, and 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 hey, come that's on. true. We 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 all need more Big Bang Theory in our lives, right? Twelve seasons wasn't enough. We we needed more of that, right? Young Sheldon and Bazinga. Yeah. Um, the hockey, shall we? Yes, yeah, sure, uh, please. A hockey podcast. As much as I could talk about this, so forever. Speaking of hockey, um. Some soccer guy decided to go play hockey. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Czech. Yeah. From the Czech. Uh, Peter Czech of Czech. Is he? He's, he's Czech. Okay. Czech. Okay. He won't be throwing any checks because he plays goalie. Well. But, um, yeah, he's like 37 years old. Who was that last week? Which goalie? Did you see that? There was a goalie that just hammered a guy last week in the I NHL. I did not see that at all. I want to say it was Devin Dubnik, but I... Because I, I remember it was like a bigger guy. I don't remember who it Dude, was, yeah. though. It might have been Dubnik. Um, Just straight up fucking elbowed a guy. It's great. Yeah, the uh, the Guildford Phoenix yep. um, of the Czech Republic have a new, uh, a new goalie. So, 
I believe, though, um, and I have to look it up here quickly, the first Google of the podcast, um, what's particularly interesting about the Guildford Phoenix is that the Guildford Phoenix, I don't believe, are located in the Czech Republic. No, they're British. I just, yeah. I just looked that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's I don't my know, bad. I don't know why. It was kind of a, something I read made me believe that it was in Canada. But, okay. Anyway, yeah, no, it's a British league. But yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, good for him. Like this, this guy played like 15 years in the you know uh, Premier League in in soccer. Uh, one of the better tenders as well. Like, yeah, this guy's accomplished in his career. Yeah, like one of two dozen like footballers I could name on the planet. Yeah, and like, you know what I mean. I just thought it was funny. It was actually a guy that I've heard of too. Yeah, and like this guy, he could just retire and be like set for life. So this is more like a this is more like a hobby for him than anything. Oh yeah, it was like I oh, like hockey. Oh, he made I some money. Try hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he said he played as a kid, so it's not like he's like never played and he's like learning from scratch. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure pretty much everything is different. You know, like if he hasn't played in like 15 or 20 years, I don't know when the last time he was on the ice even was. Man, wouldn't it be hilarious if his first game he's just standing there and the puck gets shot and he goes diving like three feet to the left to try to. Style. It's just a, it's a good mental image. See, and he'll to, have uh, low expectations because he's used to playing in a sport where you stop like six of eight shots or something like ooh, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> true. Like if you make four saves on eight shots, it's like, well, what are you gonna do? It's gonna be great watching him stand at the blue line, his own blue line, all game when the other team's in his own zone, <laughs> waiting for the pass. <laughs> speaking of speaking of goalies out to lunch by the blue line, do you see that goal fucking? Uh, <laughs> Ilya Mikhaev scored last night on Jimmy Howard. Yeah, Jesus Christ, what was he doing? Um, the Casperi old... Kapanen showing up with the Eric Carlson flip pass, and and Jimmy Howard pulling off his best Dominic Hasek sliding poke check. You know what that one reminded me of was uh, that goal in the playoffs that Mike Richards got. Same same idea, like him and Carey Price re- like race for the puck. Carey Price uh, did not win the race, and Mike <laughs> Richards walked in. He was in the playoffs too. Hmm. Playoffs. Um. Yeah, so that's just a, a, a neat little, a neat little thing. Uh, one goalie uh, in one sport can be any goalie in any sport, and Peter Check will be damned if you tell him otherwise. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. Just some guy's going to come in from another sport and just steal steal a job away from a guy. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, you know that'd be mint. Yeah, so good for him. I'm I'm cheering for him. Uh, good news for Peter Check. Bad news for Samuel Calder uh, of Guildford, Great Britain. Playing mm. for the Guildford Phoenix. Mm. Well, he might be on the bench now. Stay tuned here to Lace of a Hockey Podcast for all of your Guildfeed, uh, Guildford Phoenix oh, yeah. Uh, content. Yeah, I, um, like, like, I mean, I'm not going to get season tickets because I, I don't live there, but mm. I, I would, I'm definitely planning to go see a few games. Okay. You want to go to Great Britain? Okay. I got my, I got my China jersey on the way. I'm going to call my, uh, my flight hookup, uh, Kyle Hogan, <laughs> and we're going to go see a couple Guildford Phoenix games. Lovely. Fly in, see a couple games, probably not go to bed, fly back. It'll be a quick 48-hour trip. Is, like, does Hogan captain the plane? Or No. No? No. That's why I'm getting on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know who captains the Canucks now? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was, bad. That, was, that was a solid B and a B, B minus, I would <laughs> B say. And a half. B and a half. <laughs> that was a solid B and a half. I will take it. Yeah. Um... Bo Horvat. We had to wait yeah. a week, but uh, Boo, Boo the Canucks finally got around to announcing their their captain. Yeah, Wednesday night. 
Um, no surprises there, right? That's that was pretty much no. the, the given answer. No, I um, you know, a lot of people were talking about if it was going to go to Pedersen or Besser potentially, and you know, I, I I don't know if Besser's the the fit, maybe for just because of his style of play, and I don't I don't know, he just doesn't really strike me as a leader. You know, Pedersen has played uh, sixty one games in the National Hockey League or something like that now, mm. so um. To me, that was never an option. Um, you know, let's let's wait and see on that guy a little bit more. Like, he, he definitely looks like he's probably going to be one of the best players in the league. But, you know, relax. Yeah. Um, Edler's not your guy. Um, the only other guy I probably could have seen, but it would have been more of a short-term solution, would have been Chris Tanev. But uh, aside from that, I, I just I don't think it could have been anyone else. Like, Brandon Sutter is in jeopardy of sitting in the press box every night, as is Alex Edler probably going to be by the end of the year. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for those keeping track at home, uh, we are now three for three on our predictions of captains uh, prior to the season starting. So, okay. Us. We're doing, we're doing pretty good. Stahl and Tavares? Yeah. And okay. now Horvat. So. Who, who else was there? Is the Rangers haven't done one? Rangers, they won't. They won't. Uh, Vegas. Hmm. Um. Seems like that ship sailed. Ottawa, which won't. No. What about Ron Hainsey, man? Well, they already announced their their assistance for yeah. the year, right? So, and then Detroit was the the seventh. So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't see that happening either. Who did we say for Detroit though? Larkin. We kind of agreed it's going to be Larkin, but probably not this year. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for Larkin. Uh, I, I I don't see holes you give it to. Yeah, no, I'm good with Horvat. Like I think Horvat's got the uh, he's got the everything you want in a captain. He's a good two way forward. He, he plays well defensively and. Offensively, he's not really like a huge weakness to his game. He's kind of solid all around, which is kind of what you want in a captain. You don't yeah. want a guy that's got glaring holes in his ability. Um, you know, I think I think off the ice, he seems pretty calm, reserved. Seems like he's someone who's wanted to do this for a while. So, I think the the want and the desire is definitely there, and that's probably half the battle. So, mm-hmm. uh, now were you keeping track of any of the social media uh, stuff that the Canucks were doing about this leading up to the announcement? Kind of. Is it kind of weird that they just kept snubbing Roberto Luongo and all those posts? Yeah. yeah, it is. Considering they went out of their way to name him captain. Yeah, you know, like unofficially because they couldn't literally yeah. strap the C on his chest, but. That yeah. was weird, right? Like, is yeah. are we missing something? Is there something going on? Like, I know they bought him out or something. Like, you know, well, they didn't buy him out, but, you know, he he's owed a lot of money by them, and mm-hmm. that's part of their, their cap crunch that they're going through. But, uh, yeah, kind of weird, eh? Doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you know. You've got a guy that's yeah, am I am I Am I missing something? Like, is he not the greatest goalie in franchise history? I would have to think so. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... To not honor the guy in, in one end is kind of weird because he clearly was, you know, the best guy you've ever had at a position before. Uh, he was a captain and it didn't necessarily work out, but that's not his fault. Like, like you can't tell me he was going in the room saying, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you all the time. You know, like, he tried his best. There's a reason goalies aren't to be named captain. And it, it didn't necessarily work out. Yeah. And that wasn't his fault. Like, was, what do you what do you want to do? Like what do you what are you supposed to do? He wasn't playing for do? other team at the time either. No. You know, like you have to shush shush no. because he's still active. That well, was kind of weird. Isn't he technically though? No, he's retired. He officially retired. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's okay. one of those guys you'd like to you'd think you'd want to have around. That's all. Yeah. Speaking of having him around, like what what do we got to do to get him on the fucking Sportsnet panel? By Oof. the way. 
Well, you know what I mean? I think he's living full-time in Florida. But Yeah. Uh, Mike Camilleri last night with his uh, Hockey Night in Canada debut. True. Yeah. You're a big fan of that. As, as a panel man. No, no, not necessarily. He wasn't, he wasn't great. <laughs> you All right. A good change of pace. Yeah, it was It yeah. was not Nick Kiprios. So I was right. like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. You know? I have yeah, actually, he, was, he was okay. He's, it's going to take him some time. I don't think I've sat down and watched like a Sportsnet panel yet this season. Oh, no? Uh, so I've, I've kind of had a little... That's true. I guess he worked doing. last Saturday, too. Yeah, what they've been yeah. doing to fill the gaps. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, they, they had Todd Warner on the other night. I mean, he's been there for a while. He was He's fine. Like, okay. he's, you know... Yeah. He's better than Mike Camilleri. He's anyway. probably better at that than he was at hockey, so it's probably... Oh, two pass Todd? <laughs> yeah, two yeah. pass Todd. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, yeah. not great. Uh, we talked last week a little bit about... Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, felt, a, felt a sneeze coming <laughs> out of it. But, uh, um, that would have been funny to yeah, listen to. Well, um, <laughs> I wouldn't have edited that out. That's no, I for know sure. you I'll wouldn't. Tell you that's that. why I'm no, holding it in. Keeping that. Um, we talked last week a little bit about rivalries and, and which teams are... <laughs> ...ganging up on each other. Um... And we just rivalry night. <laughs> Flames, Islanders. Yes, Varlamov, Rinich. The long storied history. But I'm talking. I'm interested to see how Travis Hamonic is a battle. This is the Travis Hamonic deal battle. Battle. Of battle of Travis Hamonic. Plant your flag, Pierre. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we, we talked about rivalries between different teams last week. We just missed out on this, though. Like, we were like a day off. Uh, yeah. Drew Doughty. Well, I, I mean, we could have talked about it because it kind of started Saturday night. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Kachuk was on After Hours. and After Hours. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that is a hilarious name for that segment, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's better than, like, Hockey Night in Canada After Dark or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> after midnight, we're gonna let this. Um, yeah, like uh, Scott Oak asked him about you know his rivalry with Doughty, and he uh, chose to make some comments, and that kind of got everything going again, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Well, I what I found most uh, interesting out of the entire exchange mm-hmm. was Drew Doughty. Uh, in his declaration that we all know who the better player is, and I don't know if Drew Doughty is thinking of the same person. Yeah, like, the interesting thing about that comment, like, we all know who the better player is, is I'm pretty sure 95% of us just sat there for a second and we're like, wait, do we? Like, they're actually, like, very comparable at their position at this point, because uh, Drew Doughty probably doesn't know this about Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty's not Drew Doughty anymore. Yeah. Um, he's still fine. But you'd rather you know have him than not have him, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's the thing. Like I, I look at Drew Doughty's career, and I, I say to myself, he he might achieve higher highs than Matthew Kachuk ever does. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think Matthew Kachuk is going to have a better career. I have no doubt that for about a two, three, maybe even four year period there, that Drew Doughty was the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. And to me, it wasn't close. But other people don't even think he was the best. So like, whatever. Yeah. But um. He is not anymore, and I, I find it hard to believe that Matt Kachuk is ever going to be the best left winger in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like you know, he might just have the better career. Like yeah. he'll stay healthy. He'll you know just plug away 
15 years kind of guy and at the end of the day you're going to sit down and and look back and say well which one was the better player uh, there's a conversation to be had right i think at the end of these two guys is a uh, uh, time in what, the league what'd you think of the whole feud um i'm i'm for it like i it's an entertainment business like i think the nhl needs more entertainment wherever it can find it and i think Doughty took it maybe a little too far on the overtime goal but <laughs> you know i don't care i like it i, I, li- I like the i like the feud i like these I, I i look at ryan reeves and evander kane same idea two guys that hate each other they're gonna go out there and play eight times a year yeah the downside there is that you know ryan reeves you know, just isn't really a great hockey player like he does what he does oh, for how the Golden Knights. And, how dare you. And they're happy See with, that goal he scored last night against oh, yeah. the Flames? Oh, yeah. baby. He's on pace. Yeah. Um, but, like, these are two actually, like, really talented name kind of guys that uh, the average fan can sit back and go, oh, yeah, I've heard of him. And, oh, he hates him. And, okay, that's that's good to know. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we need more of those kind of – like, I look at I look at Austin Matthews and Patty Kane and, and, and how, how they went last year. You know they're they're kind of battling it out for maybe what you want to call the best American in the game, but it's more of a friendly affair. It's you can do a lot of respect there. They go back and forth. I'm going to score two goals. You're going to have four points. You know, like let's let's dance tonight. Yeah, but I do like the idea of more player rivalries in a sport that exactly. You know, there isn't uh, nearly as much marketing of its stars as there should be, and mm-hmm. I think this is I think it's positive for the game in a way when it's done the right way. And the Doughty uh, Kachuk feud was you know, pretty, pretty much done the right way. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're both well within their bounds to do and say what they, what they have pretty much. But, um, you know, I, I, I understand that this is like a crackpot conspiracy theorist type thought on it. Part of me kind of thinks that it's a bit, and I'm fine with that, but listening to them kind of sounded not as actually earnest as it did last season like it I don't know part of it just kind of sounded like it was a little bit of a bit and that's fine if it is like I really don't it doesn't bother me one bit if that's true but I'll be honest I I think it's more of a bit for Kachuk than I think Doughty really fucking hates this guy yeah I I don't know I I, Doughty gave an answer I don't remember exactly what the question was or what the answer was but I just I remember hearing a a soundbite the other day and I was just like I don't know. Like it's that sounded kind of rehearsed in in a way. Like I don't know. I part of me does kind of think it might be a bit, and these guys are actually like secretly somewhat in touch with each other off the ice. I don't know. I you might be right, but I just I, I don't know. I I, I think like, like Ty Domi and George LaRock, they're just buddies. Right, they are buddies. Weird, weird two guys to pick. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely opposite ends of the spectrum. Could have said Chris Neal, but all right, <laughs> sure. Um. I don't know. I I I'm 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 fine with it. I hope we get Chris more. Chris Neal and George Lerock. Um, I I hope Brady Kachuk gets into the thing. That'd be hilarious. Hey, you get the other Kachuk guy, Chuck and Chucks. And... It'd be funnier if he's on Doughty's side. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, a few acquisitions to talk about. We've got a okay. uh, we got a trade to announce. Uh, You're was... gonna want to hear this, sense fans. It was not one for one. Um, no. The uh, I don't even know what the return was. I don't <laughs> even remember. The Ottawa Senators picked up uh, Vladislav Nemestikov. Name, name Stinkov. From uh, from the New York Rangers. Okay. Uh, retained at 19%, by, may I add. So a little bit of a deal there for uh, known cheapskate uh, Eugene Milne. Um Going the other way was AHL uh, prospect, I guess, Nick Ebert. And a uh, fourth round pick. Yep. 
um, in 2021. So not even not even this upcoming draft, right? The draft after. So that's pretty good. I, I think that I think Pierre Dorian got away with a, a pretty good deal there. You, you get a guy retain salary, and you give up nothing that you're going to use in the next calendar year. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Um, I think it's very important for the Ottawa Senators to keep their uh, their kids protected in a way, and not that. Uh, Name Stinkov does anything to physically protect them, but uh, what he does do is keep them in the minors longer than maybe um, they would have been otherwise. So I think that that's beneficial. Like, uh, you know, you talk about guys that maybe need to be in the minors a little bit longer, like Drake Batherson's a guy who I think right now needs more time. Um, And I think he's going to get there, but, you know, you don't want to ruin a good player by playing him every night in the NHL where he loses his confidence playing with a team that's just hot trash. So, yeah. And Nemesnikov was a 20-goal scorer a couple years ago with the Lightning. Obviously a very deep team. They moved on from him to kind of clear some things up, move, get some some help on, on defense. Um, I think he can get back there with the Sens. Like, I think that's definitely uh, maybe even a 30-goal type of guy. Like, I think he's really going to flourish in the role. Um, he's already up to two goals, two assists. He and, has ability, yeah, for sure. He's got four points in his two games with the Sens already. Um, off to a quick start. Um, and I think for the Lightning and and, the, and also the Rangers, especially this year, the way the way their their young kids are coming up, he was definitely a, a middle six kind of guy. I think he's a top six in Ottawa. Like, you know, you don't have a lot up there to begin with. So, oh, James, yeah. <laughs> top six in Ottawa, like. This this guy is like one player away from being their fucking best player on the roster for fuck's sake. It's like, yeah, he, he's definitely a top six guy. He's 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 a guy who's going to now. Here's a guy. Um, he's a guy who I think I like. I, I think he's going to have to be the guy. But the question is, is how good is he really? And I think we're going to kind of get a real fair assessment of Vladislav Nemesnikov here. Like, is he a guy? who actually is a top six on most teams and can kind of drive a line, or is he, you know, a depth bottom six type guy, middle six guy? Um, and I think he's closer to the latter than the former, mm. you know. Yeah. I think he does have ability. I just, I, I uh, he's not a guy that I could see really getting over like 50, 55 points ever. Sure. But, but and that's, if that's what you're getting for what you gave up, then I think, I think the oh, that's fine. Are, are laughing. Oh God. So. Like the, they could trade for anyone. All this, all it doesn't matter who the Sens play right now. Name, name Stinkov obviously is is a good guy to have because he's actually talented. But all they need to do right now is trade for guys that are over twenty five years old and put them on the fucking roster. That's what they need to do. Yeah, and and Vlad, he's he's on the last year of his deal right now, so he's he's going to be hungry. Uh, could be a potential uh, deadline sell off if if he gets going for sure. Um, if not, he probably walks in for well, see. I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know, man. He loves that parking. Yeah, true. He's really fired up about the parking situation in Ottawa. Yeah. I gotta go check that out, I think. The parking? A little road trip to Ottawa so I can park yeah. my car. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if you say so. So beyond the trade, we do have a signing. Braden Shen. Ooh, yes. Gets locked up by the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a while ago, but we missed it last we week. We did. Um, and, you know, we owe it to our, our listeners to do our, our due diligence mm-hmm. and make sure that we stay on top of... Uh, all, all things that uh, happen both on and off the ice. 
If it sounds like I'm stalling, it's because I'm trying to pull up Braden Shin. Yeah, I, I, I actually stopped listening to you for a minute. I was just waiting for... I was, I was waiting to hear a gap in conversation. I was going to be like, yeah, you know, fucking Braden Shin. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't love the eight years aspect of this, Ooh. but that's fine. Um, you know, like, he is a guy who... Yeah, he is a guy. He is a guy. He is a guy who I actually do believe is going to be in the NHL in eight years. Like, with or without this contract. I think Braden Shen plays for a while. Uh, he's got a lot to offer. He's, a, from what I'm told, real competitive guy off the ice and, and uh, works real hard to, to maintain what he's got. So, you know, I do respect the hell out of Braden Shen in that point. I think you get him a little under the money where he probably would have come in in free agency. Um, you know, the term is a little longer than you would want. But you can't sign every 28-year-old guy to a four- or five-year deal. Like, some of them are just smarter than that, and they're not going to do that. So, you know, good on Shen for getting the eight years, getting the security. Um, good on the Blues for locking down an asset that they uh, they did pay heavily to get. Like, a lot of people forget about that. They gave up a lot to get Braden Shen. Mm. And uh, it's worked. He's been real good in St. Louis. Been a better player in St. Louis than he ever was or would have been in Philadelphia. Um it's it's a it's not perfect, I think, for the Blues. But I mean, their their windows open right now. They're they're they got to do what they got to do. I think part of this is, and I think it's the same idea with Justin Falk, where I think part of this is insurance for Petrangelo too. I think they have to maintain their assets, and you know, unfortunately, their number one defenseman is talking about walking this summer, and and quite honestly, I th- I think he's going to. Um, so, you know, like, they had to bring in Falk to make sure that they have someone for when Petrangelo leaves, if Petrangelo leaves. And I think you need to do the same thing up front. Like, you, you can't afford to lose Shen and Petrangelo, you know what I mean, and whoever else, God forbid, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I think they had to make the signing, and I, I think it's fine. Um, he's not going to be Braden Shen in eight years, but he'll be fine. Yeah, I think the cap hit is good. It, it'll look better as time goes on. Yeah, like it's... He, it's he's not an albatross or anything like that. It's, like he... Like... What's his name? Fucking... I was going to say Jimmy Hayes. Uh, Kevin, Jimmy Hayes' brother there oh, makes uh, seven uh, something for the Flyers there. 7.1-ish. And, you know, Shen is a better player than Hayes. And there's a lot of guys that make seven, seven and a bit that Shen's probably better than. I think on the open market, Shen would Shen would have got over seven. That's too bad the Flyers didn't have a guy like Shen. <laughs> oh, I got Kevin Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, Ke- Jimmy Hayes, Kevin Hayes. Well, he's he's off to a fast start in St. Louis. Uh, four goals through his first five games for Braden Shen already. So uh, it looks like he's maybe feeling pretty good with the new payday uh, coming up. Um, Kevin Hayes has one goal in three games, by the way. Oh, good. That's really working out. I like Kevin Hayes. I, I feel bad for making fun of him. Yeah. Uh, so you wanted to kind of discuss a commercial that you uh, had watched, and I haven't been able to see yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. based on what it sounds like, it's I, I enjoy it. That's that was the well, that was the feeling. My my, my thought on this, uh, it was it was actually not that I wanted to talk about a commercial. Uh, it was that I wanted to talk about two commercials, oh. which brings me to our sponsor this week. <laughs> Airedale Flying, uh, Fishing, and Hunting. I, was, I would have guessed that next. Yeah, well, you know, located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario. I like that I haven't reworded that part of it. Like, it's still the balmy metropolis. Good old Wawa. How many people live there? 37? I'll look it up. 
What what thirty seven uh, people? I'll set the over under at fifteen hundred people. You taking the over or the under? You take the over. Yeah. Yeah. The population as of two thousand sixteen is twenty nine hundred people. Ah, oh, good for them. So you hit the over. Good for nice. you. You <laughs> you won over unders this week. Nice. Good, shout out, shout out to Chris you. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, Airedale's uh, providing a unique wilderness experience since 1945. The fly-in experience helps keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Uh, they have 18 remote outpost camps that, uh, you know, you, you can set yourself up in and, and have somewhere to crash your weary little head when uh, the fishing is uh, not as safe at night. And uh, <laughs> What would make it unsafe? I wouldn't recommend going out in a boat in the fucking pitch black uh, Wawa wilderness all night. Is there something out in the lake? You can't see, buddy. <laughs> you understand that being in a boat is already somewhat of a, a hilarious thing that we do, right? But if, if I can't see, then the fish can't see. Yeah, let's just make this U-shaped fucking tin thing that I'm going to sit in on water. Well, what happens if it turns over? Well, you'll drown. <laughs> But not at Airedale. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> no one has ever Son of a bitch. drowned in Wawa. Uh, well, that also seems like it's probably a misleading uh, tidbit. But yeah. Um, uh, they got uh, plenty of fish. <laughs> not the website. <laughs> um, yeah. Brook trout, look, uh, lake trout, northern pike, pickerel, and, uh, and, and or walleye is, as, you know, as other people seem to call it. The Laced Up Podcast is a firm believer in wearing a life jacket when out in the open waters. <laughs> uh, visit www.outpostcamps.com for more information. Uh, they're they're open for the season until October 31st. The time is uh, real wi- really winding down. Halloween party. But uh, it's a real good, <laughs> it's a real, good <laughs> real good opportunity um, to look into for next summer. It's never too early to start planning your trip to Airedale. Uh, so visit that website for more information. Begin planning your trip to Airedale today. We could all go um, as different, uh, the different types different of fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> I will be sure to contact the Wern family and ask them if they're open to having a Halloween party. Do you guys have any fish costumes? I can't wait to walk him to Helium Highs. Yeah, I'm looking for a brook trout, a lake trout, a northern pike. How about that? No, that's a bass. That's not what I'm looking for. They don't have bass. I'm looking for a northern pike. Uh, How about this? That's a salmon. They don't have salmon in Wawa. Yeah. Um, a tuna. A tuna. I'll, I'll give you a tuna. That's all I got. I got five tuna costumes. <laughs> Fuck. They don't have tuna in Wawa. We're going to look like idiots. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Show up to this Halloween party just as a tuna? I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Really, Reg? A swordfish? <laughs> Listen, guys. This is all I can find on short notice. You're going to take it or leave it. Uh, it's just... It's just... <laughs> Got, like, the googly eyes on the temples. <laughs> and fucking, like, it's not even an actual fish costume. It's just, like, googly eyes on the temples. And then, like, a scaly-looking shirt and, like, a fucking unicorn thing to be the swordfish coming out of his head. Jared, you know that a dolphin isn't a fish, right? <laughs> Listen, guys. Um, yeah, that other commercial I want to talk about. The uh, so the the the, the Arkells have teamed up Big with fan. Boston Pizza. Big fan. 
and Sportsnet. Yeah. I, I'm becoming a big fan. Yeah, it's fine. And I shit you not, this is a commercial with, like, Saturday Night by the Arkells blasting. And, like, the lights in the studio at Sportsnet are, like, all turning on. And it's, like, showing, like, people, like, funneling into a hockey rink. And it's showing people sitting at Boston Pizza getting, like, their apps and their beers and everything. I have never felt like a commercial was beating me over the head being like, Hey, listen, this is for you. This is your fucking commercial. We're talking to you right now. Wiki wiki. Like, yeah. Are you sitting naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos? Yes, sir. Yes, sir? Like, never before has an ad been like, this is, we made this commercial for you. I died laughing when I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, this is, I am their literal target audience here. Hmm. Uh, it worked, because I'm thinking we should go to BP and watch some hockey this week. Ooh, I could, uh, I could certainly get on board with that idea. We're two for two, like we're entering the week three of the season here, and we've been there twice to watch hockey. Well, so. you know, they're, they're, they're playing our good friend John's team on Tuesday night, so... See you there, I'm off Wednesday. Alright, see you Tuesday, John. Um, you probably work. I usually do. Pizza day. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, like, it's a, it's actually a well-done commercial. Like, it's actually really well put together. Um... I can't remember, too, like, I feel like there's maybe, like, brief shots of, like, Elliot Friedman and shit in the commercial, too, which is kind of hilarious, but, uh, any yeah. Of our, any of our servers make an appearance? Uh, no, no Char- Charlie, unfortunately, was not in mm. the commercial. It's too bad. Yeah, I don't think that they shot it in Thunder Bay. I would imagine just so, the BP, like, really close to Sportsnet's studios is where they shot it. They just, they just renovated They that, just renovated that BP. That's yeah. the prime BP. I mean, it does look like our BP, it's just, it's not. I would imagine probably. they all kind of look the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hope. Yeah. The theme, really. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's <laughs> uh, imagine Mel walking up to the table. You guys, <laughs> you guys want anything? Seven! <laughs> so, the NHL season's a, a couple of weeks old now at this point. If you haven't been watching... Which is kind of weird because you're listening to a hockey podcast. Mm. Uh, it might be because you've been watching the MLB playoffs, um, mm-hmm. which uh, are always a treat. Um, oh yeah, I forgot we were going to talk about this. One of those one of those sporting events that I'll just watch regardless of who's playing. Oh god, um, they're like I know a lot of people listening to this probably don't watch baseball. You you, you really should watch the playoffs though. Yeah, because it's. It's like March Madness level of exciting for me, man. It's like, holy fucking... It's crazy, man. Yeah. Listen to 50,000 people get jacked up about a guy throwing a ball at another dude. It's awesome. My uh, my, my problem uh, in recent years uh, in October was that I, I felt like I'm, I wasn't watching enough Leafs hockey. And, sure. and then I was kind of out of tune by the time I started. Mm-hmm. And it's because of baseball. So it's uh, it's always a treat to watch. But uh, you you uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Clayton Kershaw. I did. Um, his Los Angeles Dodgers went out um, against the Nationals, I believe it yep. was. Yep. Uh, in Game Five yep. of their uh, first round matchup, ALDS or NLDS. Yeah. And uh, Clayton Kershaw, one of the better pitchers in the game, probably probably one of the top three pitchers of his of his generation. For easily, yeah. Um. Comes out of the bullpen, has a good inning, throws uh, three straight strikes, gets the guy out, mm-hmm. comes back out, throws two pitches, and the game is tied on back-to-back home runs. Mm-hmm. Playoff choker? 
I wanted to ask you first, do you believe in the notion of a guy being just not cut out come postseason in sports? Like, do you think there is such a thing as a guy who who chokes in the playoffs kind of thing? Hmm. It's a tough stance to take because uh, on one hand, I, I look at it and I say that maybe some guys just don't deal with pressure too great. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, maybe it's more of a factor of the other guy on the other side of the plate, so to put it in baseball terms, um, handling pressure extremely well. Like, you know what I mean? Like in that scenario with Kershaw, maybe the hitters were just more tuned in and and ready for the moment than Kershaw was. And it's not to say that Kershaw was a choker, but he just was outperformed by another athlete. Mm -hmm. I do kind of think that there is a a degree of... Like, I I don't believe the notion of, like, Joe Thornton is never going to win the big one because he just can't win the big one. Well, right, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, do you buy the idea that, you know... Every year the playoffs would show up and Rick Nash would get two goals in 12 games and then his team would lose in the second round. Like, do you see that as Rick Nash choking or is it more other teams being more prepared for Rick Nash than Rick Nash maybe prepared for their defense or a little bit of both depending on the year, you know? Like, like, to me, here's what I'm thinking is I, I definitely buy the aspect of a guy not being able to handle pressure because I can't imagine... Uh, what Clayton Kershaw was feeling in that fucking moment in the eighth inning on the mound, considering uh, you have never been good in the playoffs, and you know it, and everyone in the fucking building knows it, and, you know, uh, it's pretty natural for even the best of our superhuman athletes that we have to think in a moment, uh, oh yeah, right, I'm human, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Like, it's really easy, I'm sure, for those sobering thoughts to fucking happen when you're out there on the mound. Like, you're out there by yourself, man. The crowd's behind you, but you're out there alone. And, you know, I think that some guys just can't handle that. And some guys just... I, I, I do believe in guys being a choker. Uh, and I'm But I'm not necessarily sure that Kershaw is to the degree that everyone makes it out to be. But it is not good. Like, like for like just for a frame of reference for people who don't watch baseball. Um, Clayton Kershaw's regular season ERA is 2.44 career, which is, uh, to put it in, uh, terms that some of you can understand, that's incredible, um, to have that on your fucking career. The guy's thrown 2,200 innings in his career and his ERA is 2.44. So yeah, he's one of the best of all time for sure. Um, his postseason ERA is 4.43, which, uh, is well below average for what you should be at any point of the mm-hmm. season, uh, in 158 innings. So I would say that's a decent sample size at this point. That's almost a regular season's worth of pitching. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I, I do buy it, and I, I do think he has issues with pressure. Um, but the, the unfortunate part about what happened the other night was I, I, I just I can't blame Clayton Kershaw at all for what happened the other night. Like, I just, I think that was solely on Dave Roberts for putting him in in that moment to begin with, because he is not a guy that comes out of the bullpen and pitches these big pressure moments. And he's a guy that you understand has issues with pressure moments. Why would you put him in an, in a spot where it's kind of like, that was the biggest moment of his career? 
because this is the best team they've ever had. It's one of the best teams we've ever seen. And he's not going to be around forever. Like, he's 31, and pitchers tend to start falling apart, and we can already see that he kind of is. Like, he had his highest ERA this year since uh, his rookie season. So, I don't know. I think it was unfair to put him in in that moment. Like, Clayton Kershaw has pitched out of the bullpen uh, once, twice. Three times times. a lady. Five, six, seven, eight. That was the ninth time in his major league career that he's come out of the bullpen. Mm. And to do it in an elimination game when you're up by two runs in a make-or-break year, not not a good decision to me. Yeah. Now, to, to his credit, like, we should add that, um, like, he, he they didn't hit the winning run off of him. He wasn't, like, they had a chance to go back out there and win the game, and the Dodgers didn't do it. You know, there, there yep. was there was you know fifteen other guys in that dugout that could have done something about that, and the team as a whole uh, kind of fell flat after that. And obviously, it's a big moment; it, it's a momentum sw- uh, swing. Um, but uh, well, the, the moment changed the game. Like they they were probably never going to win that game after that moment. But the issue for me is that I think it was unfair to put Clayton Kershaw sure. in that spot, and I think. Fair or not fair, uh, the other issue with it is I just don't think it was a good baseball decision, and I feel like 50,000 people in the stadium that night knew that, and I think pretty much everybody watching at home knew that. And then in in the 10th inning, we left in Joe Kelly, who has, uh, other than when he was a starter, basically never pitched more than five outs out of the bullpen in his career, walks a guy, then lets a double go, nobody out, guys on second and third, that's your five batters. He faces five batters, never more, never less. Like, usually never, you know, more mm-hmm. anyway. And you leave him in. Okay. Next guy goes on base. Bases are loaded. Nobody's out. Joe Kelly did this. Get a new guy in there. Gotta get a new guy in there. Leaves him in for Howie Kendrick. Fucking Grand Slam. Well, yeah. It's gonna happen. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just wanted to rant about how mad I am at Dave Roberts. That's all. Oh, fair enough. I don't even like the Dodgers. I fucking hate the Dodgers. I don't know what it is. I like all these guys. I just hate... I think I just hate Dodgers fans. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair, I guess. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Kershaw's one of those guys, like, your Jumbo Joes, where it's like, I just kind of want to see this guy get a championship. I do. I like Clayton Kershaw a lot, to be honest with you. And this was one year, I would have been fine with the Dodgers winning it. I think it was their year to lose, Mm. for sure. And, like, to put it in perspective, just so people understand, this was the equivalent of the Tampa Bay Lightning losing in in four to the Columbus Blue Jackets in a way because this was the winningest baseball team to lose in the first round of the playoffs ever. So, kind of reminds you of Tampa Bay a little bit. Yeah. Like, it was just like, what the fuck happened there? And credit to the Nationals, but for sticking around. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well. yeah. Anyway, do you think Clayton Kershaw is a choker or is it more a victim of circumstance? Or I, I think, to, to kind of answer your question... Or do you believe in chokers? I believe in chokers on an individual level. So, you know, like Tiger Woods could choke and lose a golf game. Or Jeff Gordon could choke and lose a, a NASCAR race. Um, oh, he would never do that. Well, Jeff Gordon choking? Please. And For those of you who don't watch NASCAR, Jeff Gordon uh, is a bit of a choker, yeah. But uh, on sports, like, it, it's tough. Like, you talk about Rick Nash. I don't know, like... Rick Nash is just, only going to be as good here. as his line mates are. And yeah. 
So that's that's kind of a tough one to compare. Kershaw, he, you're, you're right. He's up there. He's alone. He's on the mound by himself. Um, so I think there's a, a bit of a degree of responsibility that is owed to him. Uh, but as I as I stated, there's also a little bit of responsibility on the rest of the team to kind of say, hey, you know what? Um, he's not alone on this team. You know, there's more of us out here. Mm-hmm. We got to do something to you know support our guy. And and no one on that team did anything about it. And whether you want to say that that was because the game changed in the eighth inning after you're leading the whole time, well, this guy's getting paid a lot of money for a reason. So you got to put some things behind you sometimes and just get back to work and dig away and. You know, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's not as easy as just going out there and hitting the ball over the wall, though. You know, it seemed to be for the uh, Nationals. Yeah, because Clayton Kershaw threw the fucking ball down the middle oh. of the plate and teed it up for them. <laughs> I could have hit that fucking ball over the wall for fuck's sakes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: Jeff Gordon's first race was the Hooters 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway in 1992. That's still a, a sponsored race. I no. Oh, definitely not. I would. That's why I thought it was weird. I was I like, have the Hooters hope. 500. <laughs> the fuck. They just have like a five next to the Hooters logo, you know, because the eyes are five, five hundred. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the NHL season, as I mentioned, we're, uh, we're underway and some teams aren't looking too good. Mm. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are one of them. Oh yeah. They're not looking great. Yeah. They're hog shit. Yeah. Surprise yep. folks. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean like, and this is just such a classic fucking example, man. Of a team making a, a good trade, a good signing, and a high-end draft pick. And everyone's like, oh, they're fixed. No, three of their 18 players got better. That's what it is. Yeah. You need, like, 12 or 13 of your guys to be good, to be good in the National Hockey League. And they have, like, five good players. Now, where did you have them in your in our season uh, predictions? Second last in the division, okay. I think. It's good. So we're we're both on track for second last. I think so. I, I might have it still written down here somewhere, but yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I had them seventh in the division. Good. Uh, no wins yet. Um, they are uh, one of only three teams left without a win. Shockingly enough. Now, small sample size too, but it was just like it was kind of weird to even see this guy like there. But uh, through like his first like three or four games, Jack Hughes had the worst possession numbers in the entire NHL. Just kind of saying a lot because like I don't know if you guys know this, but former Toronto Maple Leaf defenseman Corbinian Holzer is still in the league. Jack Hughes is worse than him, okay. technically speaking, well, in terms of like. What they do with the puck? Yeah, it's not good. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm. I'm assuming he's improved, but it was like two through like two or three games. He was like kind of the worst guy in the NHL with the puck. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So no wins, three losses, a couple overtime losses. Is it going to get better? Like the, not, the, not the, really. I mean, not a you lot. Know, they're they're going to win a game at some point. Yeah, I would hope. And this is this kind of boils down to the goaltending, right? It hasn't helped. No. No. Um. And I mean, you know, color me shocked that the New Jersey Devils don't have a fucking number one goalie. Like, I, I don't know, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, our, our our fellow Thunder Bay-ite, Thunderbite. Um, three games, he has a 4.9 GAA and an 8.21 save percentage in 148 minutes. Yeah. Which is uh, really, really bad. Like that's like oh that's like unimaginable bad, but it's only been three games, so it's like 
you know, it's not going to stay that bad, I would think. Right. Because if it does, he uh, probably won't be on the roster much longer. But on, on the other hand, this team was one Corey Schneider groin pull away from knocking off the Jets. Um, he goes down, they had to toss Blackwood in, and they blow the big lead. Um, so I talked a little bit about it when we I discussed... ended up watching that game back, and they, they didn't look right the whole night, though. Like, that was a game where it was just like, you could kind of feel the Jets. It was a matter of time. Right, you but know. but Schneider looked good to the first. Oh, Schneider was fine. That's the thing. No, he, he but but I, I'm saying they definitely deserved to lose the game anyway. Right, I see. They, they yeah. never deserved to be up for nothing anyway. Like Blake Coleman, come on, <laughs> what the hell was that? You know what I mean? Laurent Brassois just letting guys fucking throw the puck into the net with their hands, basically. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, that's a league. Um, but um, so is like I, I don't know. Like I, I guess I'm just kind of. Trying to find some glimmer of hope here for any possible New Jersey Devil fan listening. Um, I mean, they play Florida tomorrow. The Panthers are bad. Are they? Oh, they well, are. Well, they've not been good. No, they are. Yeah. They they should get their stuff together, I would think. But the Devils, I'm not as optimistic mm. about. Okay. Well, we've that that's that's one example of a cold start. We've got some hot starts going on Ooh, in the NHL. Hot start. Um, we've got. There was uh, a segment last week, and you're just like hot start, and like you like. Asked me a question. It was just like funny. You announced like a segment name, like that. Hot start. Hot start. Yeah. With, with hot starts with Buck Martinez. Uh, we are down. I remember to, the uh, season I broke my leg. <laughs> yeah, Buck. We know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we could tell you how it happened at this point, Buck. You've told us so many times. We're down to two teams left undefeated in the NHL. That's it, eh? That's it. Cool. Um, who, who do we got? We got. The Colorado Avalanche, right. who I, I, I kind of said at one point were going to have the best start to the season, and giving them a run for their money, as we all predicted, right. the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, what? <laughs> what? 5-0, five, five oh, the Edmonton huh? Oilers. First time what? since 1983. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah. I was talking with kids at work the other day, and I jokingly said, like, how I think it's disrespectful that Matt Benning wears 83 when fucking Alish Hemsky, like, you know what I mean? Like, not that they should retire his number, I just, like, I was jokingly being like, sure. yeah, you shouldn't wear 83. I'm like, man, Alish Hemsky sucked. Okay, well, uh, I was doing a bit, but back up. <laughs> Alish Hemsky did not fucking suck at all. Sure. He sucked later, but he... Oh, for sure. Once, was, that, once Edmonton traded him. Yeah, he was yeah. fine in Alberta. It was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, so they've already banked 10 points to start the season. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year by three. Mm -hmm. If they have a similar season to last year, the rest of the way, which I think most of us kind of assumed they were, they were going to have anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Are, are, are we talking about a team that might just slip in here because they had a hot start? We've seen it before. Yeah. And like, even if they go less than average of what they had last year. Mm-hmm. Significantly so. Sure, uh, they're still going to have a better season point wise than they did last season. Um, I, I don't agree. Still not enough. Why? Well, I don't agree that just by your logic though, because you know they did win seven of eight in December last year. Like they had the same stretch basically happen last year, and they missed the playoffs. Like they're and they're only five and zero oh right now. Like you know they could fall off the cliff and lose five in a row here, and you know they still are going to need some sort of a stretch to get it together. And they like they started okay. Like I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I believe they were eight, four, and one out of the gate last year. Like they, they started okay, um, so or like eight, three, and two, or something like that. So 
I, I understand what you're saying in that, you know, this start might be enough if they just play, like, you know, slightly above 500 hockey the rest of the way. Uh, I, I get it, but I I find it hard to believe that they're even able to sustain that level of, of competition. I mean, like, you got Dreisaitl and McDavid out there for 25 minutes a night each. At some point, there's going to be a couple nights where they're not going to be able to play that much. They're going to lose those games. There are going to be nights where those guys are not good enough to win the game for you for 25 minutes a night either. You know, um, there are going to be teams that they're going to play that are going to be better than the teams that the Oilers have played because uh, something that a lot of people have not considered, the Oilers are 5-0 and against the Canucks, the Kings, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers, none of which I think are making the playoffs. So, to me, like, I, I all credit where credit is due, the Oilers still had to beat five NHL teams to be 5-0. and Yeah. Good for them. And they've actually looked pretty good with McDavid and Dreisaitl out there. The moments that I have watched them without those guys on the ice, they look worse than last year. Like, they look horrendous. Those guys got to play at some point. <laughs> like, even if you do, sure. you know what I mean? Like, even if you can sustain that, there's still going to be at least 10 minutes a night where Dreisaitl and McDavid are not out there. Mm-hmm. And what the hell's going to happen in those 10 minutes? Like, if you're playing the Red Wings and, and they can get Dylan Larkin out there for all of those 10 minutes... Uh, the Red Wings might be the fucking Oilers. You know what I mean? Red Wings actually look pretty good. Red Wings are, are looking but, okay. Um, yeah. One one thing just quickly to add to the, the storyline with the Oilers here is that uh, bringing up the rear in the division is the San Jose Sharks, a team that I think yeah. a lot of people did expect to grab a playoff spot in the Pacific. Yeah. So you've got the Ducks behind the Oilers. Uh, I don't think any of us have the Ducks making uh, this type of season happen. So now you've, you're, you're talking about there's already a separation for the Oilers in that division uh, while early. And if San Jose is going to have the season that they're projecting to have, you've got one playoff spot already opened up to begin with. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking at this and, and well, thinking, you're right. if, you know, if the rest of the division big weights take a, take a bit of a step back like the Sharks are doing, someone's got to fill the, fill the void. Well, my question to you is, do you think that over the next 78 games that the San Jose Sharks can play, not will, but can play at a um, pace that gets them 10 more points than what the Oilers get over the next 78 games. Because they're going to need about 10 more points at this point. You know? Yeah. Because, um... I, I like, they definitely can. The Sharks have a good roster, and the Oilers don't. So, like, they can. Will they? I don't know. Like, like I, I, I'm not saying the Sharks are cooked, but the argument is there that, you know, maybe they're not good enough to recover from this because, you know, we, we all assumed they were going to take a step back this year. And, and I don't think any of us thought that they were going to get two points out of their first possible ten to start the year and fall behind kind of thing. Yeah. I mean... They're going to need a goaltender. The funny thing about these conversations, right, is that, you know, these stretches could happen at any point of the season. We'd look at them way less than the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year, this is all we have to look at, Right. Right now, this is all relative, and, and, you know, there's no reason to believe the Sharks are going to be any good. There's no reason the Oilers are going to start playing bad. No, it happens. Like, you know what I mean? These teams fall apart. These bad teams find their stride. You know, the last team, last place team in the NHL, the end of November last year, ended up winning the fucking Stanley Cup, which I know we're going to get tired of hearing that argument, but it is a little too early to decide if the Oilers are good, if the Sharks are bad. Um, I do think that the Oilers are not good. And I do think that the Sharks are not bad, and I think this is going to work out. But what the hell do we know? It's been five games. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh, I, I think, the Oilers I, have, like, sorry, I just wanted to add, like, the uh, were, were you going to add something about the Oilers? 
Just the we... Sharks, but... Okay, well, while we're still in the Oilers, too, like the Oilers this week have the Blackhawks, um, the Flyers, and the Red Wings. The Red Wings have been off to a good start, and, you know, there's still some talent there in Chicago and Philadelphia. But what I'm saying is, if you look at that, those are... Um... Did the Flyers make the playoffs last year? No. No, eh? None of those teams made the playoffs. Yeah. So they're starting their season uh, with one of their first eight opponents were a playoff team last year, and then they got the they got the Jets and the Wild and the Capitals the week after, which is going to be tough. I don't know. There's a good chance the Oilers could bank some points here, but uh, I, I don't necessarily believe that they're good, and I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Sharks, uh, most goals allowed through their first five. Yep. So uh, that, obviously, when you have that defense back there that everyone raves about, is kind of a concern because I don't think it's the defenseman's fault. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that they're gonna to your to your point that you made uh, kind of funny enough. They're gonna have to find a Jordan Bennington pretty soon here. Uh, I, I I would have to imagine because well, I don't grow on trees. I don't think either of those guys that they have on the NHL roster are NHL starting goaltenders anymore. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like we heard too. I, I don't know if you ended up listening to it, but there was an episode of Puck Soup that came out last week, and they were talking about how, you know, is it is it hard to make things work in a cap world? Like, do you, do you buy that argument? And and Sean McIndoe said he doesn't, and I agree with him that, you know, like you talk about, well, where do the where do the Sharks find a goalie? Well, if the Red Wings are willing to part with Jimmy Howard, for example, which you know they might be because they do have Jonathan Bernier signed for another few years. Um, if you offer them something, you know, how hard is it to make it work? Like, you know, Jimmy Howard makes $4 million against cap. Okay. Well, you know, Aaron Dell makes 1.9. And if the Red Wings retain 1.9 of Jimmy Howard, then it's essentially a straight-up salary swap. And then you pay them to retain a little bit, and, and you get the deal done that way. Whether or not the Red Wings want to make that trade, it doesn't matter. But, like, to argue that the cap makes that move impossible. Like, the argument's not there. Like, like what are we talking about? There's a way to just make that a straight-up salary swap, and it's fine. You know? Mm-hmm. So, to me, is there any goalies on the market that the that the Sharks want to trade for? Maybe not. You know? But I'm just saying, like, there's a way to make the player trade work, though. Oh, definitely. You know, you just send a goalie back the other way, retain salary, make it work. Well, definitely, yeah. You know? Uh, one thing I can tell you, uh, though, is that after last year's debacle... Uh, every Ottawa Senators fan is now cheering for the demise of the San Jose Sharks as True. they do hold their first round pick. True. So, uh, yeah, um, might be time to panic in San Jose. Might not be. It's it's five games, but that's yep. all we can talk about. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, any other teams uh, that you want to talk about? Uh, hot starts, cold starts, uh, trends. What do you think of the Hurricanes? Um, five and one start the year. Very impressive. Uh, they look they look sharp. They manhandled the Tampa Bay Lightning of the oh. night, but so did the Ottawa Senators. I don't think the goaltending is sustainable, but it's looking hot right now. What and do you think of the Lightning? They'll be fine. It's been weird, eh? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I I don't love Steven Stamkos. Uh, you know, setting the the smoke uh, into the you know smoke signals up there, calling to, for help, like. I don't know what he's panicking about. He's he's making what? all. You didn't hear about. Oh that? right, never him, mind. Him yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. out about no. The, the I, team. I I I didn't. I thought maybe he like did some weird celebration or something. You were talking about where he like he was smoking smoke, on the ice. Smoke, yeah, smoke signals. I'm like that's a weird fucking celebration. But yeah, okay, he's vaping on the bench. Ooh, um, can't do that. No, I I really thought that was kind of odd. That 
uh, he, he felt that he had to come out and say that uh, based on a few games. Um, yeah. I mean, it's possible, and hear me out, uh, that maybe some guys that are captains in the NHL shouldn't be. Sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I never really thought Stamkos was like the guy, but all right. No. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've never had a problem with him until now. Sure. So it's just like you got Ryan McDonough now. Just, why don't we just give him the seat? You got him signed for like eight more years or something. Like, give him the seat. I don't know about that one. What are you talking about? He was a great captain in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. He was. No. Why, they did, they why did, not? They did better when he didn't have a letter than they did when he did have a letter. because the roster sucked. When he had a letter. After he got the letter. Oh, well... They named him captain because everybody left. But he, uh, my point is that if he was such a good, great leader, then why wasn't he the captain when the team was good? Because Brian Callahan was already the captain when he got there. When McDonough got there? Yeah. And then Callahan left. And then McDonough got to see. Two years later. I thought it was right away. No. Because they all had to accept the the Eastern Conference Prince of Wales Trophy as a team because they didn't have a captain. Well, yeah, that was the season that Callahan got, got traded. traded. Yeah, yeah. It was, you yeah. don't just name a captain the next day. For sure, but it wasn't the next season either. I'm pretty sure it was, but okay. All right. Well, either way, yeah. I, I don't love him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know about I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. No, I, I don't know. Let, let him be fine. Uh, okay. Stamkos needs to calm down. Okay. You say so. Uh, Anybody else? Chicago, yet to win a game. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, Corey Crawford not looking great. 0-3. Oh, uh, maybe time to turn to that newly signed free agent that they picked up. You know, that Goldie was on another team last year that did did pretty good for a little team in, in Long Island. Cam Ward? Yeah. No. Uh, are we going to see Robin Leonard pretty soon, or... We're just going to kind of keep trying to get the guy with vertigo to win us some hockey games. You know what's interesting about the Chicago Blackhawks is is not much. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. What, 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 I don't know. They, they might put in Leonard. I don't know. But they should, right? Is, is kind of weird. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, oh, Corey it's, Crawford's it's, cooked, for it's sure. It's kind of weird that they haven't, right? No, yeah. Like yeah. Corey Crawford is cooked. Yeah. He's not going to be there in two years. Yeah. And if he is, it's more of a Cam Ward situation where it's like, Wink, wink, nudge, 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 you should retire. Uh, and wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you should buy this guy out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we should... That, everybody needs to move on there, I think. But, yeah. And whatever. I, like, I know it's Jeremy Colleton's bench, and, and he can do what he wants, but there's a reason that they went out and signed Leonard. Um, whether it was because they were unsure about Crawford, or um, if they expected him to actually be their starting goaltender. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they paid the guy, like, you know, like... He could have gone, I'm assuming, some other places. Yeah, you would think. And he chose to come there, and it's it's been weird is all, all, all I thought. Um, okay. And uh, I, hope, I hope we get to see him soon, because I, I think that there's enough... I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I look at Chicago's roster and New York's roster, and I go, yeah, these are terribly different teams in the sense that Robin Lehner could be the difference maker and maybe drag a team to the playoffs like he did last year. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when you've got guys on the team that are you know actual superstars like Patty Kane, um, yeah, it might be time to you know get on that sooner than later. Fair enough. So okay, okay, okay. All right. Anybody? Anybody else? We're good. I, th- I think we're good. Uh, you know, on top of the whole league, right? So yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think there's anyone really interesting. I will add that I had Dallas having the best start, and they have had one of the worst starts. But I think they'll be fine. Still. So. Okay. 
That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so top ten then, I guess. Top ten. Is it? Is it time? We're back to the top ten. Yeah, top ten. Top ten. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we thought we would do this because you know, we, sometimes we're a little negative, and I thought uh, we could end it on a positive note and talking about things that we like. So we decided to do our top ten favorite NHL players in the league. Because I think it's a fun little experiment to talk about, you know, who we like, who we, you know, maybe don't like quite as much. Uh, obviously, like, this is one top ten. I had a lot of honorable mentions that did not end up making my list, but uh, it is it is what it is. You have, you have an honorable mention? Oh, I, I, yeah, I guess I can name them. Like, you know, I I, uh, I had to cut, like, Mika Zibanejad and Mark Giordano. Oh, Mika. Uh, Joe Thornton didn't end up making it. Chris, I like Christian Dvorak a lot, and Kevin LeBanc, more a little more random guys, but yeah, yeah, um, all all fine pieces for sure for their respective clubs. Mm-hmm. Mika surprised me. I, I I thought for sure he was a lock. Mika Zibanejad, yeah, yeah, pretty close. Uh, yeah, like he's probably eleven, but it's a top ten, so whatever. That's true. Yep. It's never never been a top eleven. This one goes to eleven. Mm. We should do a top eleven one week. And I'll play that soundbite. You fired up, and I'll be there. Cool. Top eleven next week. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, by number ten, you're number ten. By number ten, uh, Elias Pettersson. Oh, okay. I've jumped on board. I didn't know you liked him. I love him. Cool. Um, I don't mind him. I, I don't like to get too high on rookies, but yeah, I know that's why I um, thought you would hate him. He's. Uh, you usually hate every player until they've been in the league for like 150 games. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's he's impressed me. So what do you think about Danton Heinen? Ha! Ah, go away. Who who is this guy? You know you can learn new players' names, eh? <laughs> I don't get it. He just comes up from the AHL. What? Now, now what? He's an NHL player. He just thinks he can play on the Bruins third line. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Nice. No, good. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Elias Pettersson. Elias Pettersson. Cool. Uh, my number ten is the only goalie on my list, uh, mm. surprisingly, but uh, it's uh, Frederick Anderson. Mm. Big, big fan. Okay. Guy's awesome. I don't blame you. Yeah. Big thought, fan. Thought about him myself. Yeah. I do love my Danes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of surprising he's not like number one. <laughs> like I figured it would be like him and Ehlers would be like the top two guys on your list. Six Danes yeah. and uh, a couple couple boys at the bottom. And then a few, and then a few guys from Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love my middle European hockey player. Yeah, yeah, I love Frederick Anderson. He's the first goalie I think that's ever played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where every single night I'm like, "How the fuck did he just do that?" Uh, he's incredible, Fair and enough. I love him very much. Yeah, I was glad to see him have a big bounce back game last night. Yeah, that was good. He actually played really well. Good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goaltenders, probably going to get lit up for six tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. Nah, they're playing the Wild. The Wild have scored. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> um, my only goalie, number nine. Ooh, James Reimer. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I should put him in my honorable mentions, too. Smiley. You know how I feel about my, Smiley my sweet, sweet Rhymey. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Leafs done did him dirty, so. that's Yeah, they did. Yeah. They absolutely did. Yeah. Fucking Jonathan Bernier. Mm-hmm. Remember when we did our top ten most hated? I think he was on my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. My number nine is, um, you're going to notice a theme here. Uh, I went to the 2009 World Junior Championship, so uh, I think three or four of the guys from Team Canada that year made the list. And Fair possibly enough. one of the other players might have been on another team. Uh, but number nine is Nashville Predators defenseman Ryan Ellis. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Love Ellis. that fucking dude. Guy's great. Big beard? Big beard. Big energy. Big beard, big energy little guy. Yeah. But 
gets the job done. Uh, He is one player that I am hoping one day will, but I highly doubt he ever will play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. But I don't see it happening. He's got a big contract. Fair enough. Yeah, we don't have room for big contracts. From the the 09 World Juniors to the 2010 World Juniors. Ooh! I give you Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, number eight. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah that, what a shocker! Yeah. If anything, he's lower than I thought that's, he would be. Well, you know, that's yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, my number eight is from the 2009 World Junior Championship, uh, Team Canada. John Tavares. Wow. Yes. That's low. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. I love John Tavares. I loved him before he was a Leaf. Love him now that he's a Leaf. Was wearing his jersey last night. Spilled some beer on it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I love the guy. I fell in love with him then, and I've loved him ever since. What a sweet story. I met his mom. She was staying on our floor of our hotel. Nice I lady. I think you said that last week, didn't you? I don't think I did. Okay. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know. She's. I tweeted it. But oh. anyway, she, she's, she was a nice lady. Okay. Well, is. She's still alive. From the uh, 2004 Team USA World Juniors. Um... <laughs> uh, What's the significance of that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, number seven, Phil Kessel. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Phil the Thrill. Phil loves hot dogs. Once a leaf, always a leaf. Test check their cancer. Phil Kessel. It, would you... Like, where would you rank him on, like, on your sadness level of when they were traded on the Toronto Maple Leaf scale? I wasn't sad. You weren't sad? No. It was just cuz you were prepared kind of thing. I or? was I was kind of I was you know what? I honestly I was kind of just happy for Phil. Cuz that's where I was at with Sundin too. It was like, you know, good for him. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Sundin, I know he didn't want to go, but it's like, all right, go. You know what I mean? Like they're pushing you out, just go. Kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, that one kind of bugged me though. Just cuz he didn't resign and he wouldn't waive the no trade and Yeah, but I don't blame him. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go either, but Right, but then come back. Don't sure. Just, don't just sit up. Don't just leave. All year. Uh, yeah, fill, fill the thrill. Number okay. Seven. Uh, my number... My number seven. I feel like you're going to expect this guy to be higher on my list, but... Uh, it's Austin Matthews of the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Real, real big fan. In the 2016 uh, <laughs> Team USA. Me. Jesus uh, Christ. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact, all these guys actually played in the Swiss Elite League at some point. <laughs> Actually, yes. I think there's a couple more that did. There you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah number seven. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. He's he's the best player on my favorite team. So okay, you know what the hell on what the hell do you expect? I I can appreciate that. Yeah, and for those wondering at home, he is the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So just true. Shut up, Barry. Can't confirm. Uh, number six for me. Uh, the man that beat Phil Kessel at the 04 World Junior Championship tournament, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Ooh, yes. Number six. My second Russian of the top ten. Yeah, you big Russian guy, eh? I guess so. I don't, I don't know if I have any. I don't think I do. I, uh... But I, I do like Ovechkin. At one point, I had an Alexander Ovechkin hat. So. I have three Americans. Good for you. Hmm. Uh, my... What are we at? Number six? Yeah. Speaking of Americans, uh, Blake Wheeler. Ooh. Captain of the Winnipeg Jets. I just met her. Uh, Wheeler, I just met her. I have a Blake Wheeler jersey. It is the Aviator Jets jersey. I like it very much. It's one of my favorite jerseys that I own. I will be wearing it in March when we go to Winnipeg. Hopefully with a C. Uh, I should have a C, yes. Nice. Yeah, so for those who, who don't know the story, um, I bought this jersey from uh, a, a, you know, a, a fairly big 
retail department store who shall go who shall go nameless because I also happen to work for the company. Um, I bought a jersey and they forgot to sew the C on because they ran out of sorry they ran out of C's. So uh, I went in and instead of them like consulting me about it ahead of time, they just went ahead and put Wheeler on the back. And I'm like, well, you know, I might have got another player if we just didn't have the proper like lettering for the thing, but it's fine. So I told them to order me a C and send it to my store and I'll just sew it on myself. Like it's no big deal kind of thing. Uh, That was in March. It is October 13th today and I do not have a C on that jersey still. Mm. So I called them last week. They're sending me another C. Nice. C guy. Uh, so yeah, Blake Wheeler. I got my Blake Wheeler Aviator jersey ready to go. Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, number five for me. Okay. Zach Wierenski. Ooh. Yeah. You know, he's grown on me a lot the last couple years. You remember, I had, he was one rookie, I, I had the James Syndrome there, okay. where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really like Zach Wierenski. No, he's, he's gotten real good defensively. One, uh, one cure I found for the James Syndrome of not liking guys when they first come into the league is if you're willing to block a slap shot with your face um, I'll probably get behind you and support you because that hurts I forgot he did that yeah that was pretty fucked um yeah well you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to win the game you know sure Zach Ransky yep um I'm just fact checking something yeah look at this cool that's cool um my number five is uh, not the best player on my favorite team, but he is my favorite player on my favorite team. Ilya Mikhaev. <laughs> Fuck. How did I forget him? Sure. You know, give give that 20 more games, he'll be on this list. Like, I fucking love that guy. Oh my god. Uh, we never did talk about Superman. How funny was that quote? This guy's got a real good sense of humor. I like him a lot. He's just like, he seems to be like the kind of... Just happy, like, mom energy kind of guy. You know what I mean? Just happy to be there. Just happy. Just, just so excited to see you, too. Someone wants to talk to me. Yeah. So I'm going to give him something. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I like Mikhaev. But, yeah, no, uh, he is not number five. Uh, but my favorite player on the Toronto Maple Leafs is William Nylander. Oh. Yes. You have uh, far more Leafs than I do. Yeah. Well, I watch them every night, eh? So, That's fair. You know. I don't watch Mika Zibinijad every night. If I did, he'd probably be, like, number one because sure. I love the way that guy plays hockey. But That's, that's fair. Yeah. I can get behind that. He has, like, a 1,000 points in the first two games of the season. I do like him. But, yeah, no, Nylander looks good. Looks ready to go. I never really lost my faith in him there. He looked kind of rough to start the year last year. But after about 15 games, he got it together and uh, wasn't scoring, so everyone thought he was bad. But, uh, you know, yeah. he was playing on, like, the fourth line most nights, so it was, like, whatever. Hmm. You know? Uh, my first leaf of the list, Ooh, uh, number four. Ducklings. John Tavares. Nice. Yeah. JT Money. Yeah. Speaking of jerseys that need C's. Oh, God. I think I need one as well. Yeah, I'm bringing jerseys just to get things stitched and yeah. fucking... I gotta take that to Keener's. Keener Jersey. I gotta get them to sponsor this podcast. I'm taking that to Keener Jersey and... Oh, I'll give them a free plug. Keener Jersey on Portage Avenue in Winnipeg, Manitoba. They do fantastic work and I would recommend taking your stuff there because they are great guys. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta bring my Tavares jersey to get the C put on. And I also have that St. Louis jersey with nothing on it that I'm going to get them to do this year. Uh, I'm thinking O'Reilly. Nice. Yeah. He's not on my top ten, but I do like him a lot. Not a Justin Folk uh, jersey kind of guy? No. 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 No, I'd prefer to get someone where, like, if I wear that jersey in two years, that they're still in the NHL. So. Okay. <laughs> Folks look good there. You can never wear it into a Tim Hortons at that point, though. You oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That was, the, like, that was the really hesitation of why I wasn't going to get it. But whatever. I'm, I'm over that. So. All right, yeah, number four, John Tavares. Oh, right, that was your number four. Uh, my number four, 
also played in the 2009 World Junior Championship, Ooh. but he was not on Team Canada. Uh, but I watched him light it up for Team Sweden. Actually, I don't think he really did very well. But uh, my number four is Eric Carlson. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's meant that he's not on Ottawa because I can love him now. Hmm. You know? Fair enough. Didn't really like him because he was on Ottawa, I, but I, I loved the guy. I just naturally assume he always had the long hair and the goatee. Was that was that the case in 09? <laughs> I don't remember what he looked like. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of him. Probably not. He was like 18 years old. But Sweden 2009. Imagine it's just like pictures of him like hanging out at home or something. Let's see if we can find one. Oh, there is. That's Eric Carlson. Oh wait, no, that wasn't Eric Carlson. Man, I mean, like he had longer hair and the mustache, but no goatee. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's Eric Carlson. That's fair. So he did he just have facial hair since he was like five years old? I'm assuming. Cool. Well, that's the only way. I, that's the only Eric Carl, Carlson I want to know. So. Hmm. Yeah. Number number four, Eric Carlson. Love him. Cool. Yeah. Number three, uh, Mark Stone. Woo. Yeah. We have our first. We have our second double. Mark Stone will be making an appearance nice. on my list. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my favorite uh, Vegas Golden Knights, as it were. Mm-hmm. So. Former World Junior uh, for Team Canada as well. Oh, yeah. The real painful year, but mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah, we don't talk about those years. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. That was a rough one. Okay. Uh, my number three is former 2009 World Junior Championship Canadian, P.K. Saban. Mm. Yeah, I like him. No way. Also met his parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice people. Nice. Yeah. Was, it, was his little brothers there running around the hotel? <laughs> You know, I don't remember seeing them. I don't right. know where they would have been. Hmm. I don't remember seeing a bunch of little kids running around. Mal- Malcolm might have been at the uh, under 17s, but uh, I don't think so. Jordan Maybe, would though. have been a little shit. Jordan would have been a young boy. Yes. Yeah. No. Number three, PK Saban. Uh, number two, hmm. Mark Shifley. Ooh, yeah. nice. That's Shifes. good. Yeah, yeah, he's mint. I've loved him like the day they drafted him. Yeah, I was on board. He's a beauty. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I feel like he's the type of guy I'd get along with. Anybody that has to go up on stage and put a jersey on of just a, a black and white NHL logo, <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. You're my boy. Let's do it. Yeah, what a hilarious moment that was. Ride like, or die. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Shifes. I think Shifes would be like the type of guy he'd be great, especially once he retires. He's going to be a great fucking analyst. That guy is such a nerd about hockey, it's insane. Like, he would fit in with, with, like on this podcast. You know? Nice. Like, he'd be... Mark, if you're listening, yeah, I don't know. Like we we can make this. Ooh, I'll look into that. I'm sure that's not an easy thing to arrange, but yeah, okay, okay, cool. Do you have like a favorite Mark Shifley moment or anything you Um, want to share? Probably just him on stage wearing a black. That's it. eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that won you over. Okay, my number two is Mark Stone. Nice. Um, Couple marks. Yeah, I think the Senators run there with Hammond. Mm-hmm. goes forgotten about how ridiculous Mark Stone was during that run where he pretty much got two points every single game and on a stretch where they were like 20 wins, two losses, and one OT loss I think is what it was um, Mark Stone scored the game winning goal like eight or nine times in those wins and uh, like four or five of them were OT goals like it was ridiculous nice. it just like, he was it was fucked like, it would go, and it would be like, Bucci OD, OT challenge, Mark Stone. Because you know he's getting it. You just got Stone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm 
I believe he had a broken wrist at the time too, which is kind of crazy. In the playoffs, he did. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think he broke point. it during the regular season. Oh, okay. And you know who broke his wrist? PK Saban. Yeah, I thought that was in the first round of the playoffs. I thought it was in a regular season game, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he uh, broke his wrist that season. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, you know who hasn't broken their wrist? I don't even know who your number one is. Uh, number one, um, my my sweet sweet boy Austin Matthews. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, anytime my team can pick somebody first overall in a draft, which doesn't happen yeah. very often, and it actually works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just, I just mean like, you know, the Leafs have a lot, a, 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 a history of bad yes. drafting. Yes. Um, prior to like 2012. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've picked two guys first overall, and only one of them played the position they played when we drafted them. So, right. Uh, progress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, awesome. Austin Matthews was a goaltender until. Uh, yeah. For sure. And then we traded for Anderson. So. Mm-hmm. Four goal night. Night number one. It's pretty cool. I'll probably never forget that. Mark Stone was on the ice for that. True. So was Eric Carlson. Yes. <laughs> so was Frederick Anderson. Uh, <laughs> my number one is a bit of an asterisk beside it because uh, he debatably doesn't play in the NHL anymore. Mm. Uh, but it is Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. I have said that before. I will say it again. Uh, I think he is one of, if not the most unique hockey player that I've ever seen in my life. And I love the way he plays the game. And I very much hope that he comes back for one more year. Because uh, one team we didn't talk about, the Jets actually look like they're going to be fine with this decor right now. Maybe. It looks fine. Yeah. Vinny Heinle, I think, is better than people thought he was. he is. Like, he is definitely a legitimate NHL defenseman. It's not like they're rushing him because they have to. No, he's ready to be there. Hmm. Neil Pionk always had the offensive ability. He's showing it right now. So, you know. I, I am happy to, to see this come full circle in the sense that if, if Dustin Bufflin does decide that this is it and, and his career is over, that there is indeed a spot in the top ten for me because of Benajad. <laughs> Former Ottawa Senator. I got a lot of sense here. Yeah. Crazy. It's kind of weird. That is, that's funny. And like half the other guys, I saw them uh, play in Ottawa. So this is pretty much just an Ottawa top ten. Well, we're on the Ottawa Senators podcast, after all. That is true. That is true. Former Ottawa Senator Blake Wheeler making my list. Ooh, yes. No. Um, that's it for this week. We ran a little long. You know, whatever. That's yeah. because we ran a little short last week, because sure. uh, I don't know if you guys listened to it. The audio wasn't great. I want to apologize for that, and I think we've got some issues worked out here. Um, if we have any issues this week... Uh, mark my words, I am going out and we are buying new software this week because I don't think it's the soft- I don't think it's the microphones. I'm blaming our old software, but I'm using a new program this week. I think everything's going to sound good. Sure, man. But you already know if I'm right or not because you listened to this whole episode and I haven't yet. So accurate. Yeah, we sound good live, so maybe we'll just start doing a live podcast. Ooh, I don't know. Catch us at the Da Vinci. Turn this into a radio show on Sunday afternoon. I'd like to. I'd like to do a radio show. I think it'd be cool. You want me to call LU Radio and see if they have a spot open for us on Sundays? Hockey Central at noon, and it's just like us every day. <laughs> I thought it's Hockey Central, so why do you guys only talk about the Leafs? <laughs> Thanks, Hoagie. I thought it was Hockey Central. Why'd you guys spend 45 minutes about the ending of The Sopranos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's like one of our reoccurring bits. Like every, every four or five episodes, we spend 10 minutes on The Sopranos. You've never even seen the show. Like, that's the funniest part. Couldn't couldn't tell you what happens. <laughs> it was Game of Thrones last season, I guess, and I've never yeah, I've true. seen five minutes of that. Yeah, so there you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> stay 
Keep with us every Sunday for all of your Mad Men highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's mint is by next week I'll probably be done because I haven't watched anything in the last two weeks other than hockey and Mad Men and a little bit of football. I ha- And El Camino, I guess I watched. But, like, all I've been doing is watching Mad Men. Nice. And working and drinking, I guess. Um, yeah. Which I guess is all they do in, in Mad Men, too. So it works out. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Clomper, uh, Portugal Radio, all, all the main go-tos. Um, yeah, we were supposed to have a guest this week, and I'm thinking we're going to have him next week. The reason we have not had him on is because I don't want to record an episode where the audio sounds like shit when there's also someone else on the podcast with us because they deserve better than that and so do our listeners. So uh, I am hoping next week we will have our former fearless leader of Puck 77, Josh Tesler, on next Ooh. week. So Spoiler. Uh, yeah, next week or the week after, but we're getting them soon. Nice. And then uh, hopefully we can get into guest season here, but it's it's been a little tough because of the audio issues. So Yeah. Okay. You good? You got anything I, to plug? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Not were you were you going to introduce yourself this episode or not? <laughs> um, no. Okay. No, not this week. Cool. <laughs> you could be Josh Tesler for all people know. Like, <laughs> who okay. am I? Write me your Twitter responses uh, and see if you can who get it. Who 